Welcome to episode 34 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. In this episode, I'm going to talk about self-worth and self-sabotaging. Why do we think so less of ourselves? Why do we keep sabotaging the goals we want to achieve? How can we gain control over our behaviours so that we can start winning? We know we want something, we set about doing it, we start well and then BAM! Something happens, throws us off track and we start sabotaging all of our good efforts. Sometimes the spiral of sabotage can be so deep that it can take months to get back on track, yet we still want to achieve our goals. This is where our desire for what we want comes into play and how our self-worth makes it harder for us to keep going. Essentially, we convince ourselves that we're not worthy of the goal and give up. When we don't live life with purpose, when we don't understand why we don't feel worthy of our goals, we will inevitably get what we deserve. If we talk about mindset to help boost our self-esteem, what we need to do here is raise ourselves up. What do we truly believe about ourselves? What do you truly believe about yourself? If you're feeling worthless, is that because of a past trauma? Did a parent say something to you or a teacher, someone early in your life? Our younger years often shape our self-esteem, so it's important to first understand where this lack of worth comes from. If you don't feel like it's coming from the past, then start looking at your life with a glass half full attitude. What do you have in your life? What have you accomplished? Which goals have you set for yourself, planned out, actioned and then achieved? When we don't consider all the things we actually have done, have achieved in our life, we get into the mindset of lack, a lack of something. But actually, we have done something. We have achieved something. Now, What you consider an accomplishment is going to be different person to person. So somebody might value being able to wake up in the morning and stick to a routine. Another person might value doing a two hour workout at six o'clock in the morning. Another person might value just getting through the day. And if you're working towards different goals, you might value how much effort you put into achieving those goals on a daily basis. It's different for everybody. We'll often say that we haven't achieved the goals we wanted, but there's a difference between a goal and a dream. Did you really do all that you could have done to achieve the goal? Or did you write an affirmation? say it every day and hope that the law of attraction would align and hand the goal to you on a plate. Now there's nothing wrong with the law of attraction but the fundamental thing about the theory is that it's not only based in belief it's about action and opening yourself up to the opportunities that are presented to you. You need to get clear on your goals. You need to move your goals from a dream to an actual goal. Now, depending on what goal you want to achieve, every single day you've got to do something in line with you achieving that goal. 
And it's just small steps to begin with until you gain momentum, until things start happening, doors start opening, opportunities start presenting themselves. You have to do something every single day towards it. But you need to get really clear on your goals. What is the goal you're trying to achieve? If you think about a goal in a silo, like I want to have a successful business, for example, there are other elements that make up your life that are going to contribute to the success of that business. So if you have loads of stress, if it's financial stress and things like that, and you're banking on your business to provide that income, but you've got to at the same time pay your bills, you're working against yourself. So you might have to take a step back in order to move forward, but it's not a step back. It's a step forward towards the success of your business. That sounded confusing. (laughs) What I mean here is if you want your business to be successful, but you've still got bills to pay and there's not enough income from your business to sustain you, the step that you need to take to get towards your business making you money is one that gives you less stress, (laughs) less financial worry. Not sure if that was more helpful. (laughs) Don't know what's wrong with me today. But you've got to get really clear on what your goal is and view it. View every activity that you do in order to achieve that goal as a step towards it. Doing something every day that gets you closer to achieving the goal means that you've got to be consistent. You've got to keep doing it every single day. Now, I know that sounds basic, but so many of us think, oh, I'm going to earn X amount of money. I'm going to be a size 10 in this amount of time. I want a partner by October. Not everything is in your control. So you can only do some, you can only do so much. So make sure that you're just doing something, a little something, if if anything, every single day, because you know what? It's not magic. Unfortunately, there is no magic wand. We've got to do the work. Now, if you think you're not doing enough, how have you quantified that? How do you think you're not doing enough to achieve your goals? If you're watching Netflix all day, then you're probably right. (laughs) But if you consistently move towards your goal, you will eventually achieve it. And how much do you need to do? How much actual work do you need to do? And what does that work look like? What does it look like? What What is it that you need to do? Now, if I want to be a size 10 in a very short space of time, I think I'm going to have to up my cardio game. I think I'm going to get have to be consistent with my food. I think I'm going to have to work out pretty hard, build that muscle so I can burn that fat. Those are the maths of losing weight. So I'm going to have to do that if I want to achieve it in that short space of time. Am I willing to do what it takes? That's a different question. And being willing to do what it takes is the one that falls into motivation. Now, how have you worked out how much you need to do in order to achieve your goals? If you wanted to earn a billion pounds, I'm pretty sure you would need to do more work than if you wanted to earn, say, a thousand pounds. You've got to think about this. How big is your goal? How realistic is it for you to achieve that goal within the time frame that you have set? Does your life allow you the space to work on that goal? And if it does allow you the space, how much of that time are you 
pushing towards achieving that goal. Now, these goals I'm talking, I've been talking about um, materialistic goals, but your goals can be your self-development. If you want to get out of your head, if you want to stop procrastinating, if you want to raise your self-esteem, if you want to communicate better with other people, all those goals still need some level of time frame, some amount of scenarios and events to know how you are going to affect each goal. Being negative and thinking negatively about yourself, you are setting yourself up for failure. This isn't new information, is it? I'm not telling you anything that you don't, that you don't already know. Being negative, thinking negatively about yourself, you're going to set yourself up for failure. You get what you think about because that's what you're training your brain to think. So train your brain to think good things. Train your brain to believe that you can achieve what you want from your core and then wake up every morning with the motivation to do what it takes. And then you're the one who's going to win. You've got to train your brain to do it. You can't just write an affirmation, put it on your mirror, read it every day, say it out loud, and then expect it to happen. You've got to believe in it. You've got to believe in it from your core. I am going to give you an example shortly. We don't take enough time to truly be real with ourselves and our efforts. We need to challenge ourselves. It's the only way to know if we can actually do what we want. But that's often hard work, so we'll avoid it. And then we still expect the billion pounds to appear. Well, it doesn't work like that, does it? We have to be real with ourselves. Are you really doing what it takes to break yourself out of your unhealthy habits, out of your negative thinking? What are you doing to actually get yourself out of it? And are you applying those things? I have people listening to my podcast who give me feedback and let me know how helpful it is and that they're really going to do this, that and the other. And I think that's wonderful. But are you actually doing it? I'm calling out all of you podcast listeners (laughs) who say that my tips are really helpful and they get you thinking, are you actually applying them? Because if you're applying them and you're applying them consistently, you're less likely to feel negatively about yourself. You're less likely to feel like your self-esteem is low, that your self-worth isn't valid. You are less likely to be in negative thought patterns, but you've got to be real with yourself. You've got to ask yourself how much time and effort are you putting into what you want? You've got to believe in yourself to the point of obnoxious. For belief, self-worth and the ability to achieve what it is you want from your life, there is this kind of, I don't know, it's almost like a practice of believing in yourself to the point of obnoxious. Now, the example I'm going to give you is a personal example. And, you know, these are actual things that have happened in my life. So they're true. And I'm going to give you an example of the point of obnoxious. So before, when did I buy my house? It was 2007 when I bought my first flat. I was 26 going on 27. And I had set myself a couple of goals before I was 30. I said that I wanted to live in my own place once I'd finished university. 
I said that I wanted to have a partner and that I wanted to be earning a certain amount of money. And I had committed every part of me to achieve those goals. Every single day, that's what I wanted. Every single day, that's what I said to myself and that's what I wanted. I applied for jobs that I was not qualified to do, but I got them and I worked hard in them. I did really well and I earned the money that I wanted. I went to different jobs and I just kept applying because I knew if I wanted to get a house, I needed to earn a certain amount of money to qualify for a mortgage. So when I decided I wanted to buy the house, I wasn't actually earning the money that I needed. So I needed to find that money. And I found that money from finding jobs that paid the money I wanted, that were stable, that also gave me life, like jobs that I loved doing and really, really enjoyed. And then I also ended up having great bosses who supported and helped me get the house that I wanted. It was just certain things like I needed a letter to confirm that I was earning X amount of money and my directors didn't hesitate. They supported me. It was beautiful. It was great. So everything was going well and that's what I did. I wanted a partner. Now, this is a difficult one to talk about because I know that people who are single and struggle with getting a partner or keeping a partner, this is a hard one to understand. And I know because I was on that other, I was on the other side. I was perpetually single, but I believed in my heart of hearts, in the deepest depths of my body that I deserved a great man. I did. I believed that I deserved a great man. I thought that I was a certain type of person and that what I had to offer a partner was second to none. I truly believed that. My husband (laughs) might say think differently now, but at the time I really believed it. I couldn't understand why I wasn't finding who I wanted. Now that's probably for another show, but it wasn't just a case of believing in myself to the point of obnoxious that I found him. I actually found him after And I know if you're single, you're going to hate me for saying this. I actually found him when I stopped looking. And when I stopped looking, I basically spent that time focusing on myself. Now, when I focused in on myself, do you know what I did? I went from a size 22 to a size 10. I established myself in my career. I was giving myself to my friendships, my family. I was traveling. I was loving life. I was actually loving life. And then guess who shows up? My husband. So it did happen. I know it happens for a lot of people. I know if you're single, you probably hate me now for saying that. And I apologize. But my point was that I believed in myself to the point of being a little bit obnoxious. These were silent thoughts. I wasn't necessarily shouting it to the rooftops, but these were silent thoughts. And that confidence that I built up within myself was unwavering. No one could tell me any different. No one could try. Yes, I was having life experiences that were sort of, you know, contrary to the goals that I wanted, the job, the house, the partner. But I didn't let them. I didn't let them infiltrate me or sway me from what I was doing. They did not do that. That was, that was based on a lot of resilience. It did. 
I'm a very tenacious person, very determined. So it was based on that. And a lot of the people that I know know me from that time. Now, fast forward 10 years later, I had a baby, got married. I had a career change. Now, in this career change, I have changed as a person. After having the baby, I've changed. After getting married, I've changed. Marriage taught me that I I didn't know what marriage was. Having a partner being in a relationship taught me how much I didn't know about myself and being in a relationship. Learning curves, manageable. I'm in a better place now, but it's taken work. When I changed career, it was after having a baby and it was because I was made redundant and because I just wasn't feeling fulfilled anymore. So I wanted to change career and I did what I needed to do to do that. I did the studying, got the qualifications. But the bit that was the most difficult was running the business and it still is today. It's the hardest part. Now, it's not hard because I don't know what I'm doing. It's hard because I'm in a different industry. So I'm working on different things that are unfamiliar. I am comparing myself on a daily basis to other coaches doing what I'm doing. And I'm like, why are they getting more likes? And why are they getting more views? And how did they just make 200 pounds in a day? How did they just make two grand after doing six days of marketing? How did that happen? Why can't I do that? all the time. Imposter syndrome kicks in. If I have a low period where I've only got a couple of clients, I feel like I'm rubbish. I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I will have a new client, go through the motions of working with the client, and then I'm buzzing again. Constant roller coaster. And do you know what this is all based in? Do you know where this is all coming from? Low self-confidence, low self-esteem. I've gained weight since having a baby. I'm doing something about it. It's happening. It's not happening as fast as I'd like, but I'm also, I haven't had the time to focus on it. To be honest with you, this lockdown has allowed me to focus on it. And now I'm losing weight at the rate that I wanted to lose it. Yay me. But my low self-confidence is coming from all the things that I don't know. So when I did my vision board recently and the goals I put on there, especially the financial goals, the material goals, I literally put on there, be confident to the point of obnoxious. Now this works for me. I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody. And the reason why I say being confident to the point of obnoxious is because if you can get to that point, now I'm not saying to be obnoxious. I'm saying get to the point. That's a severe amount of high self-esteem. It is. You might even laugh at yourself. If you said to yourself, if you are, I don't know, if you make children's socks and you decide after listening to this podcast, right, how can I raise my self-esteem to the point of obnoxious about children's socks? You could literally say, do you know what? I want to be in the top three best children's sock suppliers. And I want to do that within the next 12 months. That's the point of obnoxious because there's lots of companies selling children's socks. It's a very saturated market. You're competing with how many retailers? But if you believe in yourself that much to the point of obnoxious, 
you may well do it, dude. If you can put that work in, what if you're selling your socks alongside the major retailers? You could actually do it. Something to consider anyway. <laughs> Look, your self-worth is based on things that you've told yourself, people have told you, you are the sum of your experiences, your life experiences. So if you feel like you are constantly feeling guilty, constantly feeling like you, d- you haven't been productive in a day, or you don't feel like you deserve anything in your life or anything that you set your mind to, stop trying to achieve those goals and start working on building yourself back up. Figure out where these negative thoughts come from and look at yourself today. Look at yourself as a 25-year-old, 35-year-old, 45-year-old, whatever it is. Look at yourself today. And then I want you to do an exercise in looking at yourself when you're 90 years old. How do you want to reflect on your life? What is your legacy? How do you want to be remembered? Now, you don't need to be remembered for being a billionaire. You know, we're thinking about the things about ourselves, confident, kind, compassionate, friendly, all those things, you know, is what essentially what we would want. If you do want to be a billionaire and you give to charity and you change the world that way, amazing. But have some time for reflection for both sides of who you are now and who you want to be when you're reflecting on it when you're 90 years old. Think about that. Now, if you want to achieve those goals you have for yourself, you've also got to build your self-confidence. And there is a difference between self-confidence and self-esteem. But I believe that once you've figured out that self-worth, self-esteem bit, you'll stop self-sabotaging and actually move yourself closer to what you want. Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.